Welcome to the Spiritual Sexual Shamanic Podcast. Exploring sacred sexuality, activating life force, and empowered transformation, these intimate conversations take you under the sheets with faculty from ISTA, the International School of Temple Arts. I'm your host, Rhea Yoshida, faculty and organizer with ISTA. We have Baba Des Nichols, who is the lead faculty for ISTA and the founder. So let me give you a little bio and introduce to you our amazing, incredible guest today. So Baba Des Nichols is a internationally renowned speaker and teacher, DACA, author, singer-songwriter, and transformational guide who has been featured on numerous TV and radio shows for his contribution in the healing arts and evolving human consciousness. He is a global networker and seeder of loving freedom who teaches the sacred temple arts to share, inspire, and support others in the activation and integration of life force energy. He is the founder of the International School of Temple Arts, ISTA, and the annual sexuality and consciousness festivals and conferences around the world, and is one of the ISTA lead faculty. Currently, he is retired from facilitating and taking a much deserved downtime until further notice. Today, his passion is supporting other educators, therapists, counselors, and guides to deepen their skill, presence, and mastering the arts of healthy living, relationships, and sexuality. He currently gives talks and promotes the ISTA, Spiritual Sexual Shamanic Experience, the SSSEX Level 1 Training, the Spiritual Sexual Shamanic Initiation, which is the SSSIN Level 2 Training, and the Spiritual Sexual Shamanic Seeding, SSSEED Level 3, his documentary Sex Magic, and his book Sacred Sexual Healing, The Shaman Method of Sex Magic, and CD. Thank the Moon are available at iTunes, Amazon, Netflix, and Bandcamp. More info at www.babadez.com. That's B-A-B-A-D-E-Z.com. So without much further ado, the most amazing and wonderful beloved Babadez, welcome. So good to have you here. Uh, hello. Just had yeah. to unmute there for a second. <laughs> It's great to be here um, with you in outer space. Uh, um, I see you there. I'm here on the beach in Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful. It's so good. And so we're here today to really go deep. And one of the things we talked about is how to embody or what does it mean to embody power? So we'd love to hear a transmission on What's really a good way for someone or our listeners to understand what does embodiment really mean in the felt sense? And what does it mean to embody power? Great. Well, thank, thank you, Ria. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, uh, excited to get these podcasts going in the ISTA community. And I know this is your second one and you're doing great. Um, I feel like right now, the whole issue of power is really up. We see it on the planet. Uh, we see uh, our, our, our personal power, our individual power, our freedoms. Um, uh, the, these are really big issues right now. 
and uh, what is embodied power and why is embodied power so important? And when I talk about power, uh, we have an old paradigm model of power, the use of power, power over, we're all feeling the, 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 the results of the abuse of power. And when power is not aligned with love, how expensive it is. Um, how expensive it is on the environment, on the planet, on individuals, on ourselves. And so what I want to talk about more is, is power, the integration of power with love, uh, and, and why the embodiment piece is so important. Let's go ahead and just start off with a little example of, of uh, someone who holds power and isn't embodied. And I'd like to just mention uh, the current some of the current politicians and, and even the, the current president of the United States. If you look at videos and things of him and how he moves in his body, you can tell that I, I, you can feel the, the degree of comfortability that somebody has in their body and how landed they are. Uh, the, 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 the condition of their body um, and, and, and the radiance of their, of their body. And, and, and there's a lot of different factors when you read body language and you look at somebody. And uh, when you're not embodied, um, it, you can feel that, just like you can really feel when somebody is embodied uh, on, a, on a deeper level. And so I feel that because culturally, there's such, um, there's, there, there is so much, there, there's such a lack of embodiment um, that we're, we're, we're very used to seeing it. We're very used to relating to people and noticing, uh, noticing how the different levels of embodiment, but because it, there's so much lack of embodiment, it, it seems normal. Like most people are walking around very, there's a big compromise into our degree of embodiment. So the, the, when it starts becoming more obvious as you become more embodied, so as an individual becomes more integrated and embodied as we look out into the world and into reality at other beings we can sense the degree of embodiment uh more accurately because our awareness is tuned to it okay does that make sense yes it's about really how do we take up space in our own physical body and move through the world because we are energetic beings having a human experience for maybe lack of a better word, but it is the integration piece around spirit, heart, and in the body. And that we really are these, you know, just uh, maybe people don't like to be referred to as an animal, perhaps, but we really are. That there is yeah. an animal sense of our being. And we exactly. are connected. Right on. So, so if we have that conscious awareness, that uh, the conscious awareness of Yes, I am. I am. I am consciousness. I am spirit. I am a soul, and I have manifested and landed in this body. So, can I bring my awareness to the consciousness that lives into the in the cells in my body, and really land and fuse that consciousness on a cellular level? So, there's consciousness meeting body. There's consciousness meeting heart, love. There's consciousness meeting our emotional bodies, meeting us there. So, so if we have enough awareness of all these different aspects of ourself, 
then what happens is we start to become aware of our own inner relationship, not just the inner relationship, but we also become more aware of our relationship to our environment, meaning the earth and the universe and other people and other souls and other bodies and all of that. So I call this piece of awareness a total integration. Like we want to become totally integrated with everything in our reality. And in order to do that, we have to feel. Because we have an idea that if we just think about things, that that will, that will, we'll be able to figure things out and think about things. But that's not how manifestation works. Manifestation works through awareness and the awareness in our own embodiment. So this is why a lot of spiritual people, they have all these lofty and spiritual um, ideas and ideals. And, um, and that's beautiful. However, we're not those as beings of consciousness and as spiritual beings, we, in order to really affect our realities and what's happening on the planet and in our lives, we need to, we need to feel deeply into our bodies, not just the concepts, but we need to land it on a cellular level. So, you know, all the affirmations about abundance and health and living in the world we want to live, those affirmations are all very mental. They're not going to change anything. So it's this total integration piece that is very, very, very significant around power and love and all of that. So when we have that integration, then we can actually start to affect reality and we can start to affect matter and, 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 and the results start showing up tangibly in our lives. For each individual, for a person to be totally integrated in the multiple levels of consciousness, that it's not just a mental game, that they are in their physical body on a cellular level and that there is cellular memory in their being, that integration what's that connection to then their power and then the power in between other people that whole question brings up several things the first thing it brings up is is what is my relationship to power where is my fear around power where is my fear around feeling where is my fear around relationships so as long as we're holding fear, then and on a very subtle level sometimes and unconsciously, that fear is going to distance ourselves from our power, from relationships, from ourselves, basically. Because if we're not embodied on a cellular level, we're not going to want to feel the trauma and fear that's in our bodies because, because it's going to bring up that trauma again. It's going to make us feel uncomfortable. So if we have enough awareness and presence to be able to start to reconnect with those cells and start to feel that trauma, then it can be released. But again, it's like most people would rather go into distraction and addiction rather than feel deeply into the uncomfortable things that are stored in their bodies on a cellular level. So it's like we've, it's like going on a cleanse or a fast or, or anything like that. Once we start the process of detox, it's going to feel uncomfortable because things are going to come out of our bodies 
but and on the other side of that, we're going to be a lot healthier. We're going to be a lot more connected. We're going to be more vibrant. Um, all that kind of stuff is going to happen. So I'm drawing that analogy because the same thing happens with the toxicity in our emotional bodies. And, and actually, they're, they're totally connected. The physical and the emotional are totally connected. So that's why a lot of people, when they diet, it, it, it doesn't really shift a lot of things around the things that they're wanting to change around body weight and image and everything like that because it's not about what we're eating. It's, it's also about what's stuck in our bodies emotionally. So again, it's this, we, we need to look at everything in a totally integrated way so that we can shift our relationship to it. So beliefs, judgments around fear, around power, our, of, our fear around power, and our fear around love, and our fear around presence, and all of that stuff, it's, it, it, it's a... It's an entire paradigm shift that is so intense that it's usually very helpful to have some really supportive guidance. That's why we have the ISTA level one, for instance. That's why we have these, these deep immersion experiences that will give people the, the, um, the support and the experiences to move through everything that's keeping them from being embodied and being able to feel deeper into who they authentically are and what, they, what they're here to do and manifest in their lives. When we're on track, we feel more happy, we feel more connected with our hearts and souls and with everybody else, and we're able to live a more happy, fulfilling life. So we gotta start taking steps, and in my opinion, that's the best step you can take because it's such a huge ball of yarn to unravel that, that why not avail yourself to the mastery and support of people who are really good at this and uh, can escort you back into your love, into your freedom, into your power. Those of you who are on a spiritual path and you have a, an idea of the chakra systems and you have an idea of who we are as energy beings, <clears throat> you'll know that the first chakra is that root chakra, that base chakra that sits at the bottom of our spines. That's our relationship to matter. That's our relationship to presence. That's our grounding rod. Okay. So as, as much as we've, as, as much as we're able to feel ourselves on the earth and in the earth and part of the earth, and the more grounded we become, the more here we become. Okay. So that's our connection to matter on in that, in that system. So if we have a solid connection to matter and we're taking our conscious awareness and we're working on our earth connection, we have, if we can then have a healthy connection with our sexual energy, which sits on our, on our presence. So if our passion and our sexual energy is alive and awake and vibrating and, it's, and it, we're present with it, what sits on top of that is our power, okay? So then we've got the power in our bellies. It's that, you know, the, the, the color yellow sitting on the orange uh, of our passion, sitting on the red of our presence. So we want to have a healthy foundation. And to do that, we need to, we need to look at all our fears around embodiment. We need to look at our fears around sexuality. We need to look at our fears around power. Those are the first three chakras. And we need to start clearing that energy because on top of that sits our love. That's the next chakra, right? That beautiful heart chakra, that 
radiating green lotus that opens. Well, our love, which is the most powerful force in the universe, in the galaxy, in the cosmos, our love is only as powerful and stable as the foundation that it sits on. So the deeper we clear and we integrate our relationship to power and sexuality and presence, the more radiant our love is going to be. And then, of course, on top of our love sits our ability to speak and listen and communicate, that blue chakra, our conscious, our, our, the Ajna chakra, our, um, our, our conscious awareness uh, is supported by that, and then our divine connection. So, so when we really understand how things work, then we understand how important total integration is. We also have the masculine and feminine. What are the issues that need to be cleared around masculine and feminine, around uh, unresolved stuff around our father wounds, our mother wounds, uh, wounds around lovers? Um, all these things we address and clear in the week-long, we support you to address and clear in the week-long uh, ISTA level one. That's why it's such a powerful journey. And once you start to clear those issues and you're able to bring your conscious awareness and your love and, and everything to them, it's going to free up your relationship to power. And, and when we start to learn to share power in ourselves with all our different aspects, then we start learning how to share power with others. And this is where a lot of reflections come in. This is where we start burning through a lot of things because it's in that process and in the the activity of sharing power with others, that more of our shadow stuff starts to come up to be felt and seen. All the things around when we were little kids um, and interacting with our brothers and sisters or, 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 uh, or our friends, a lot of the dynamics and a lot of the fears, a lot of the competition for attention, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the wounding happened in our childhood and we developed patterns of communicating, we develop patterns of controlling each other, uh, um, befriending each other, uh, all the different survival tools around how we get what we want, our self-image, who we think we are. There's a lot of patterns that were set down that once we start to bring conscious awareness to our power and the sharing of power, all those things come up to be healed. And so one of the things I love about the ISTA organism is our desire and our capacity to co-create and share power together. Um, as you know, in the, in, the, um, in the areas of spirituality, sacred sexuality, uh, personal growth and development, uh, uh, motivational speakers, uh, these people are very, we're very charismatic people and we've got a lot of juice. We're all uh, a lot of alpha people, I'd say. And so uh, traditionally, and in our culture, it's, uh, it's been really challenging to share power with other alphas because that whole animal competition thing comes. Then we can start to clear these issues by sharing power together. And, and the willingness of alpha people to, to stand together is quite beautiful because it's so much easier just to go your own way and keep all your underlings uh, supporting you as opposed to creating a whole new paradigm where not only am I powerful 
and I'm sharing my power with other powerful people, I'm actually supporting the rest of uh, my family and my community to come more into their power so that we can all become more powerful together rather than the old model of I'm going to be on top and keep everybody down so that I can maintain my self-image of being the most loving, the most powerful, the one who knows everything, uh, the one that's going to save everybody. Um, all of these things come in. The one, I'm the only one who can hold this idea or the point of love. Um, and, and to bust all those beliefs and go, hey, we're all in this together. And, and am I willing to share that and support others to clean up what they need to clean up so that we can actually embody and share that together? I love what you're talking about here with the animal competition, which is such a natural evolution of our ancestry. It's in yep. our coding and it's very much a default setting. It's a very unconscious way of being. And what you're inviting all of us to step into is an, another evolution of the human being. And so what would you say then is the key ingredient or the key commitment for all of these alpha beings to co-create together, to support each other, what would they need to be committed to for everyone to share the power and to step into love? The willingness and the, and the vulnerability and the, the tenderness, uh, the vulnerability and tenderness around submitting ourselves to the journey of dissol dissolving old conditioning and, and to bring awareness to that animal part, like, because part of my conscious awareness can really be in judgment of my animal that, you know, if I'm with my lover and another man comes sniffing around, you know, uh, there's that animal part of myself that the old conditioning is to go into fear and to go into competition and, and to basically keep him away from my woman. And it's so instinctual. But if I'm aware of that, I can actually reprogram myself, look at the fear and go, actually, consciously, I want to heal that relationship with my brothers. I want to share my resources. I want to share my love. I want to share my power in some way, not be afraid and in competition. So, so it's having that willingness to move through that, that space. The animal is very instinctual. It get things, gets things very slowly. And so I need to be willing to have experiences with my brothers around sharing my resources and getting that I'm not going to be hurt. It's not all going to be taken away from me. I'm not going to be pushed out or pushed away. That actually I can let go and trust. And so that, that old pattern starts to relax and I can start to trust. Um, I can start to trust myself. And I can start to trust others and have the experience of how much, how much more supportive and beautiful it is to actually share resources than to be in competition. And it's, it's, it's a journey, I'll tell you, because I have people that say, yes, I wanna do this, I wanna share love, I wanna share power, I wanna share freedom, and then it gets real, and the experiences start happening, and they just freak out. And they start attacking their brothers, they start attacking their sisters, they start attacking their lovers, they start attacking their business partners, because the, the, the fear around losing their money, losing love, losing the relationship, you know, those things all start coming in. We've got to learn how to hold ourselves there. We've got to learn how to 
release the emotions that continue to create us spinning out of control and doing unconscious hurtful things to ourselves and each other. We need to, we need to have enough awareness to hold ourselves and not act out. Most of us learn how to create changes through forcing and manipulating. There's a whole nother way. There's a whole nother way to live and to love and to manifest. And this is really the portal that humanity is stepping through now. And that's why there's such a freak out because the old paradigm is still trying to force and manipulate where the, the new paradigm is coming in where actually love and ease is actually flowing with manifestation. And, and it, 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 can, it can just unfold in a very easy way rather than having to force stuff. We really get to learn and to step up in the quality of the power that so far we have many examples of what hasn't worked, what's not working. And what you mentioned earlier about the politicians or the embodiment of the top 1% who's making these extraordinary decisions that affect 99% of the population and of the world. If these top 1% of people who are making these decisions, and to be quite honest, I don't want to personally be a politician. I think it takes something to really be in that position to make decisions. And if those people were really in touch with their own love, if they were vibrating their emotions, if they were connected and they were satisfied and satiated, you know, sexually, lovingly, spiritually, the decisions that would come out from those spaces would be very, very different than what is right now. Exactly. And so, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're stepping into a new model of leadership and we're stepping into a new model of there is so much respect and so much gratitude for those people willing to step into politics because it's a tremendous personal sacrifice uh, to, to give so much to so many. Um, uh, if it's our soul calling to serve humanity and to make a better planet for ourselves and each other, then we're doing what we want to do. So uh, again, you know, this is another thing, getting away from the whole model of sacrifice to create a better whole. It's actually, I'm here to do this. I'm here to be a leader. I'm here to support the integration with people. I'm here to um, role model and demonstrate what it is to be aligned with love and power and to make a difference for my community in the world, in my country, or whatever it is. And so in that place, then we start to have respect and gratitude for our politicians rather than fear, resentment, and mistrust. And again, you know, this is, this is part of the paradigm because if you show up today in the world as a politician, people are already going to suspect you you know, because of our, our trauma around politicians. So can I clear my trauma around politicians and be able to meet each being with a fresh glance and go, oh my God, you're showing up. Finally, there's somebody here. And to really release my disappointment because, because I've been disappointed by politicians so many times uh, and to release that and, and, uh, and stay open to uh, what, what's coming in and what can be new. And then also, can I listen to my own calling uh, to show up for myself and humanity in the way that my soul is here to do that? 
and I could imagine maybe some of you listening to this podcast right now would think, oh my God, I, I, I'm really feeling into my heart and soul and I want to go into politics and serve. And there's a party that goes, what are you crazy? You know, and actually I bow down to you. So it's, it's a huge, it's a huge thing that we need to address in ourselves now. And as we address these things in ourselves now, it's going to make it a lot easier for the, our children coming in because they're going to have a clearer field, healthier role models, and, and they won't have the same uh, conditioning and um, things to bust through that a lot of us have had to bust through uh, in, in a collective um, culture that is uh, pretty dysfunctional. So uh, if we become uh, functional adults and parents, then it's going to support our children to, to uh, continue this wave of, uh, of alignment with love and power uh, that's, going to, that's going to make all the difference in the world. So yeah, it starts right here. What would you say is something, you know, in just a couple of words here, what's something that you are most misunderstood and that you'd really like to just clarify? Uh, it, I think it's around uh, owning of desire. And when desire is aligned with love and when desire is aligned with sexuality and with power and resources and everything else, that again, I feel like some of the misunderstanding comes that so many of us have had so much trauma around all these things. We're, we're afraid to receive. We're afraid to receive love. And I feel like that's one of the things I think a lot of people are really afraid to receive me because uh, they're, they're, the trauma comes up and then all the suspicion comes up. And uh, I think people are afraid to let go and share uh, love and resources and everything else. I'm grateful because in this community, especially with the powerful faculty of ISTA, um, uh, the whole faculty circle and the lead faculty and a lot of people in the ISTA community, we're con bringing consciousness and understanding these things. Uh, as we start to move into these circles and we start to share power, all of the shadows start coming up. All of our conditioning starts coming up. And I think one of the biggest thing is, you know, cr creating this organism and wanting to share power with others and then others coming in and now we're sharing power together. Uh, where, where do we start to uh, go into the old control and manipulating? Rather than sharing power, we start to push certain people out. You know, I think that's one of the most challenging things for me personally, as I've opened this up to share, uh, there are those whose trauma is coming up and then I'm, and, and, and in their trauma and in their fear, they start to push, push me out. <laughs> I, well, I don't wanna share, I don't wanna share power with you, I'm afraid. Uh, and so if we all keep leaning in together, we can all continue to share the love and share the power. That takes enormous power, a very powerful person to be able to commit to willingness and to be able to trust the love at the center. And that is really beautiful that you're inviting everyone into a totally new reality to, to pull back the curtains, open the blinds, and to really look beyond the veil of business as usual, of what has already been done. So thank you for being such a loving, beloved sharer and leader of your love. 
And just a couple of um, quick fire questions just sure. in our wrap up here. I'd love to just hear, you know, your knee jerk reaction or hair trigger to some of these next couple of questions. Okay. In just a few words, what does freedom mean to you? Freedom sits at the center of the will to love, the will to manifest, and the will to be. So if we can be and we can love and we can manifest, then we're free. Next question. If you were a piece of furniture, what would you be? <laughs> I would be a big, beautiful, fluffy bed. What are you reading right now? Uh, wow. I, uh, right now, I actually got this digital copy, copy of an old book called The Stellar Man. What is something that you've failed at? I feel like one of, one of my biggest lessons has been around... Uh, uh, being a better listener, um, you know, even when even when shit and projections come, I'm feeling how important it is just to listen and to be able to to receive people, um, even when they're throwing shit. Uh, that there's some magic in the place of just breathing and being present and witnessing someone, whatever the communication is. So spot on. And what I really love about what we're talking about here is it is in our DNA and our coding to be a part of a village, to be a part of a tribe. The environment um, being supported by community is so important. And when you get to step into and co-create a community that supports each other to, to have this language around pinpointing the shadow, to really co-create together these tools for emotional release, for vibrating, to really support one another, to both agree and be committed to come back to love is really everything. It is everything. And that's the embodiment piece again, because so many of us are so clever and are so, um, you know, we're very intelligent. Uh, many of us are very intelligent. And intelligence is not consciousness. Uh, so to, the, the, the consciousness, again, is that place where our love meets our intellect, meets our bodies and our embodiment. And so step by step, moment by moment, uh, we're, we're learning what that means. We're learning what embodied, embodied consciousness, embodied love, uh, all these things really mean. And, uh, and I'm grateful for the journey. I'm grateful for my allies. I'm grateful for this community that keeps expanding that, you know, uh, 10, 15 years ago when ISTA started, uh, we were a handful, a couple hundred people, and now we're, now we're over 10,000 and growing. And uh, uh, it's, it's having an impact and will continue to have an impact until uh, you know, this, this, uh, this resonance uh, covers the whole planet and people all wake up together. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Sexual Shamanic Podcast. To find out more about ISTA's retreats, online festivals, or to work with our faculty, see our website, ista.life or find us on Facebook at ista.life and on Instagram at ista underscore tribe.